When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPN2, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM80, and the ESPN app, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Good morning, everybody. The Cowboys beat the Seahawks last night, 41-35. So... That's it? We're good? They beat a good team? How about them Cowboys? How about it? Javante got the Post Malone playing. Huge Cowboys fan. It's Friday. We made it to the end of the week. All is right when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys and their fan base. Everybody's excited. Good. So we're all in agreement. They beat a good team? Not not me. Not me. You're the one who literally (laughs) just said that. No, I'm saying for them, in their eyes, from (laughs) their perspective. But that's not how I see the game. Okay. Yesterday's (laughs) game did nothing to materially change how I view the Dallas Cowboys. And away we go. Well, I mean, no, listen, no shade, no shade to Dallas. I mean, listen. A they, little bit. No, but it's not, though. What do they have, five home games where they won by 20-plus points? And so they haven't really been threatened. They haven't really been tested. And this was a game that they were trailing in the second half, and they found a way in the fourth quarter. That game went in drive-by Dak. That was a big-time drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it caps it off with the touchdown pass to Jake Ferguson. I, I like what I saw in terms of the metal, the intestinal fortitude from not only the offensive side of the ball, but the defense being able to get key stops on fourth down. But still, there were some things in that game that are a little bit concerning. Four of eight in red zone including two opportunities with goal to go inside the tent. Hey, bro, y'all got to cash them in. I mean, the first drive of the game, they got first and goal from the three-yard line and gained no yards. Stop me if you remember a game in Lincoln Financial a few weeks ago when you're talking about the fourth quarter and they had a situation where they're deep in the red zone at the end of the game and they can't punch it in. Those are the types of – game management situations where I need to see more from Dallas, and in particular, I need to see more from Mike McCarthy. Like at the end of the game, I, I get that you kick the field goal to go up six points, but why the hell are you calling a pass play on third down when the Seahawks have no timeouts and there's less than two minutes to go on the clock? Run the damn ball. Take time off the clock. Give them less time to work with when you give them the football back. Those are the types of things that are maddening when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. And when you play against better competition, it's going to come back to bite you. So I guess he's not in on the Cowboys win last night, Smalls. You know what's so funny? I thought we were going to come in this morning and be like, Dak bolstered his MVP. Con- Dak Prescott. That happened. That happened. He bolstered happened. his chances in the MVP conversation. I mean, he scored of 8 of 10 offensive possessions last night. They, he, You know what I was thinking, guys, as I was watching this game? Does it really matter what Dak Prescott does in the regular season? Does it really matter what the Dallas Cowboys do in the regular season? Because of the team, because of the market, because of everything that surrounds them, I feel like we constantly hold them to a different standard, and none of it's going to matter if they can't once again get past the divisional round of the playoffs. That is where my mind has gone as well, because this is the thing I don't understand. If we're going to sit here and say that the Dallas Cowboys, in order for them to get over the hump, they need to have a good playoff win. They need to get to the NFC Championship game where they haven't been in, what, 27 years? 27 years. 27 years, right? So in order for us to say, hey, you did it, it's that. 
So, in other words, last night, it's not that it doesn't matter. I think it does. But really, it's about next week whether or not it matters. And we'll get to that, you know, obviously as the week progresses against the Eagles. But even if they were to beat the Eagles, okay, they have a great regular season win. But they don't have the accomplishment that everyone is critical of them for not having. See, I look at last night and I say that is a good win. You win 41-35. You come back from 28-20 in the third, 35-27 in the fourth, uh, 35-30 in the fourth. CC mentioned that that seven-play, 54-yard drive that Dak had resulting in a touchdown to Jake Ferguson after a failed on Wisconsin after a failed <laughs> fourth and one uh, that Seattle had from the Dallas what 46 yard line with 704 to go in the game last night and they do have a 14 game home winning streak and Dak is a an MVP candidate and his numbers are better individually than Jalen Hurts so like I think there are a lot of positive things and I don't I guess maybe it's more of a question than a statement as I as I walk us through this I, what are we grading them off of? Are we grading them off of the regular season or the postseason? Because I don't know the answer well, to this we're question. Well, gra- we're grading them off of what they told us the goal is, which is to win a championship. Like that, those are the aspirations. That's what Jerry Jones talks about. He, he felt like he has a team that can win a championship and said as much before the game that they had against the 49ers earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. So that's the lens that I'm going to view the Dallas Cowboys through. And I'm sorry, but in certain key situations, they have to be better. How about not letting the Seattle Seahawks book in the halftime with scores? Like, th- those types of things can't happen. Deron Bland giving up the DPI at the end to Jackson Smith and Jigba. And credit to Mike McCarthy, he calls timeout when they come out just to see what their formation is. When they threw the touchdown pass to Noah Fant, that gets taken off the board. But then they don't stop the touchdown pass to DK Metcalf on the very next play. Those are the types of things that actually matter. Those little nuances, that those particular situations, the, the game management aspect of it, that's what we wanted to see, and those were the big questions about Mark McC- Mike McCarthy. There were no real questions about McCarthy in terms of whether or not he can dial up the X's and O's. He's a great tactician when it comes to play design, but it's can Mike McCarthy do that and manage the football game, manage your timeouts, Play complimentary when it comes to all three phases. Those are the things we wanted to see from Mike McCarthy against teams that can actually compete. And it's still yet to be seen whether or not he's learned lessons from the failures in the past. And that's why I'm still on the fence when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. But one thing I am not on the fence about is Dak Prescott. He's firmly entrenched as an MVP candidate. He passed Lamar Jackson for the third shortest odds to win MVP. I think he's at plus 450. And Jalen Hurts is at plus 160. So, I mean, it's Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, and then Dak Prescott. I think based on the individual statistics, the body of work, and the high-level quarterback play we're seeing from him, he deserves it. Like last night, just the, the again, the nuance, the small things, those are the things that are most impressive to me. Like the red zone touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb. I mean, they tell you as a quarterback in the red zone, make sure it's, uh, it's, it's uh, helmet or higher. And that's exactly where he put that football. Let CeeDee Lamb make a play on it. If your receiver don't get it, nobody's going to get it. Those are big-time plays. Now, CeeDee Lamb ends up catching it for a touchdown, but that's exactly what you're looking for, and they're showing it on ESPN2. That's what you want to see from Dak Prescott, and he's showing you that he he has that extra gear that we've been looking for for the past several years. You're just hoping that it translates to the team having more success when it matters most. And I think that it will. I really do. 
I think that this is the best version we've seen of Dak, Dak Prescott, not only in just the numbers that he's putting up, but guys, when you watch him, doesn't he look more comfortable than he's ever looked and more confident in himself than he's ever looked? Part of the reason that they haven't been able to get over that playoff hump is because of the turnovers, and he just seems to be more confident, have better decision-making. In the past seven games, 21 touchdown passes, only two interceptions. So he really is taking better care of the fo- the football. He's making better decisions. And I think if he can continue this, if we can continue to get this version of Dak Prescott, I have no doubt in my mind that the Dallas Cowboys will be able to get over that playoff hump. You know what's interesting? When you do the compare and the contrast on the Dak versus Jalen Hurts, and I saw Pat and, and Nuno and everybody put up the question at Unsports ESPN on uh, Twitter in the Dr. Pepper inbox about better case for MVP, Dak or Hurts right now. Like, Dak's blowing him away numbers-wise. In terms of the numbers that we grade all quarterbacks on, which are the passing numbers, the rushing numbers obviously are great for Jalen Hurts. Tush push, 11 touchdowns. I'm not taking that away from him in any way, shape, or form. It just doesn't always apply to every quarterback, right? Like Brady and Manning were not using the rushing touchdowns or rushing numbers, but I will use this to his advantage. But Dak's numbers blow Jalen Hurts' numbers away in terms of the passing numbers. It's not close. 26 touchdowns to 18 Ten, uh, six interceptions to ten. That's pretty significant. It's just Jalen Hurts is so good in those big moments and has those signature wins, which again gets back to how are we grading the Dallas Cowboys? I think you said it right. We're going to grade them based on what they're asking us to grade them on, which is winning a championship. But then, I don't know how to look at last night, and I don't know how to look at next week, because last night and next week don't necessarily factor into winning a championship. And so, I look at it... Hold on, next week does factor into winning a championship. But couldn't they lose and still Win a championship theoretically. I mean, do you would you have any confidence that this Cowboys team that's been so great at home can go on the road as a wild card and win three straight games in order to get to the Super Bowl? That, see that that's the I'd part. See, see, see that's the part that matters to me. Like I need you. I at least need you to be able to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, whether it's in Philly or whether it's on your home field next week. I need you to beat the Philadelphia Eagles because that's a team that you're going to have to get through in order to get out of the NFC. I'm going to need for you to at least be competitive against a team like the San Francisco 49ers. They had an opportunity. They blew that one. So those are the things that I'm looking forward to seeing from the Dallas Cowboys as they go through this gauntlet with the Eagles, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Detroit Lions. Winning teams, can you beat those teams? Two of those games are on the road, the games against the AFC East teams. Let me see it so I can at least believe that you can get it done once we get to the second season. One well, of those measuring stick games. Well, That's let's what they ho- Let's it. just hope the, the stick don't, they don't get beat with the stick this time. <laughs> Every time they have a measuring stick game, as you said, somebody takes the stick out and they beat them with it. <laughs> Well, let's hear what Dak had to say. <laughs> Every time. Really Every time. Do. They do. Dak commented on the idea of uh, finally getting a win against a team with a winning record. This was a, a big one to get, as you said. The first, uh, I guess, the first one with the winner, winning record, but more importantly, in the fashion that we did, in a tough game, back and forth, down at halftime, down in the fourth quarter, and the guys and the team really just making plays when plays were needed and playing, playing ultimate complimentary football. So there's Dak Prescott last night, obviously, after the game. You guys can weigh in as well on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. So who's more of an MVP candidate right now? Is it Dak Prescott 
or is it Jalen Hurts? And do we look at last night as a big win for the Dallas Cowboys? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, number to be a part of the show. Coming up also, there's another side of it. Seattle lost. They've lost three games in a row. Where do they fit in the NFC wildcard picture? We'll get to that coming up. But first, CeCe has this from O. Oh, oh. O'Reilly, did you know one in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery free of charge. That's free 99, y'all. If your battery needs to be replaced, their professional parts people can help you find the best superstar battery for your vehicle and budget. Make sure your vehicle is ready for the weather ahead by getting your battery tested for free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. Tune in for a football doubleheader Sunday as the Saints host the Lions, Panthers, and Bucks. Coverage begins noon Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. All right, so the other side of this last night, Cowboys win. We're debating whether or not you give them credit for a win against a team with a winning record. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not debating whether or not they get credit. (laughs) They I get credit. Him. Okay, go. okay, good. They get credit. No, I, I never. But hold on. Oh, first, first of all, let's get this straight. There's two very different things when it says not giving a team credit versus something changing in terms of what I think their long term outlook will be. Deal. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean, the latter, the latter is the one that remains unchanged. The former is the one where I'll say, "Hey, you did something that I hadn't seen you do." You played a closely contested ball game against a team with a winning record, and you trailed in the fourth quarter, and you came out on the right side of that outcome. Congratulations. That, 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 is, that is something that we wanted to see, right? They've been blowing people out. I think they, want, they have something like seven wins by 20 points or more. So they've been blowing the doors off of people. But I wanted to see how they would respond when there was some adversity in game, when there was a back and flow, the ebbs and flows of the momentum of the game. And, again, I'll give credit to them. They responded. Their defense got stops late. Their offense went on a game-winning drive. But in terms of them being able to stack up against the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, my opinion remains unchanged. Because there's levels to this. I think as we're getting to this point in the season, we are looking at teams and we can firmly determine if they can be a playoff team or a Super Bowl contender. Last night we looked at the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe a playoff team. Dallas can be a Super Bowl contender, and that's the difference. So, perfect lead in there, Small. So, when we look at the a- the NFC, we all know Philly's in. We know San Francisco's in. We know Detroit's in. We know there will be a winner of the NFC South. <laughs> and then we know that the Cowboys oh, will be in. Man. <laughs> so, 
blind taste test. Do we have to put the winner to the NFC South? I in? believe we do. That- let's just let's just say what we've been dancing around. Can there is can- a chance. There is a chance that whoever wins the NFC South could do it with the losing record, and their coach gets fired after the season. I wish we it's could. It's not impossible. I wish we could ratify the NFL bylaws so, so, the, so the winner of the NFC South doesn't have to get in. So if I give you the if blind taste away. test right now. If, you, I, if they're your opposition, by the way, in the playoffs, how thrilled are you? Oh, yeah. You're, you're like, oh, yeah. There's, like two, there's two bye teams this year? Um, <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm giving you the blind taste test, okay? You have Minnesota at 6-6. Six and six, You have Seattle at 6-6. Six and six, You have Green Bay at 5-6. and six, You have the Rams at 5-6. and six, And I guess I'll throw the Saints at 5-6 and six in there. <laughs> Sorry to the Bucks, I'm not going to do it right now. You need to take two of those teams. We have the, the playoff picture up on ESPN2 for those watching at home. Give me the two blind taste tests. You're just like, I don't know. I kind of feel like these two will, will be in. Outside of the Cowboys, who are the other two wild cards in the NFC? I'm going to go Minnesota, and I'm going to give the edge to Green Bay. Okay. Minnesota and Green Bay. I think the team, based on what, what the schedules are, I think they have the easiest pass in order to get there. The Rams are right there on the heels of the Green Bay Packers, but that head-to-head win that the Packers have in the bank in Week 9 when, I'm sorry, Brett Rippon was the quarterback instead of Matt Stafford, that's going to come into play in all of this. So I, I love I how think, you just did air quotes with your hand. Is it Brett Rippon is not a real person? You're just like, Brett it's kind of not. I mean, in terms of we don't know who he's he is. He's not a real quarterback. I no, tell you that. He's not a real quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> but I'm saying that, that's, that's the game right. that could ultimately end up being a difference. So I think I'm, I think I'm rolling with the astronaut. Josh Dobbs, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Green Bay Packers. I can't believe that. The Green Bay Packers Well, you changed- in year one oh. with Jordan Love as the starter. And, and, and they could be a playoff. T- as, as of right now, I'm expecting them to Me be too. into the playoffs. So am I. They've, they've won two in a row, including a great win over Detroit on Thanksgiving. They have the Chiefs next, which is going to be a tough matchup. But every single game after that, I expect this version of the Green Bay Packers to win. If Jordan Love continues to play like we've seen him play, he's he's had an interesting season. Started out hot, then there was a dip. Now it's kind of building up like a crescendo. But if we can see the best version of him, the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Bears after the Chiefs. That is a... I mean, they should go 4-1 in that stretch. That is a stretch. winnable stretch for They them. should go 4-1 in that stretch, right? They should be a playoff right? team. Yeah. So you have Packers and Vikings as well? So here's what's funny. Do you remember, I think it was last week, maybe on Thursday or Friday, we were talking about the Packers. We talked about them as a, as a playoff team. And one of the questions was, okay, well, if they're in, who's out? Because I remember, you, Cece, you were saying, I'm not putting Minnesota out. Their schedule was too easy. And we kind of threw out there, are we sure Seattle is in? Mm-hmm. Then we started looking through it. I'm like, oh, maybe Seattle's not in. Here's the thing. Their Gino- schedule is so ugly, Ev. But Gino played better last night than he did in the last few weeks. They still lost. And here, it's crazy how this all works out. Like, are we sure that Seattle got the better end of the Russ deal? Like, each of them is going to make the playoffs maybe one time in the two years. Maybe if the Broncos make it. Are the it. Broncos making the playoffs? I said they could. They could. Well, they could. They but could. I mean, they they're, could. They're, they're right, right, I'm just now, saying, right now they're not in. It's a question more than it was a year ago. Sure. Agreed? Right? Agreed. It's, it's a question more than Fair. it was a year ago. Fair. Are we sure that the Jets got the better end of the Rodgers situation? I'm not because no. The, <laughs> actually, we're sure no. the Packers got the better. Yes, end. I'm sure the Packers got the better. <laughs> end. So I asked I, the, I, I the, the Packers got the look. Aaron Rodgers was done. Like they moved on at the right time. The guy tore his Achilles four snaps into the season, and now every one of us is saying, "Yeah, Green Bay in, Jets not, Seattle not in, 
Denver has a shot. It's interesting kind of how that all works here. 888-SAY-ESPN, number to jump in in the Dr. Pepper call in line. I know a lot of people want to weigh in on the Dallas Cowboys and their win last night over the Seahawks. And then who are the two additional wildcard teams in addition to Dallas in the NFC that you would say right now? Because we're on the NFC North. So we have three teams in the NFC North making the playoffs. I want to point that out. Uh, Thomas in Chicago, ESPN 1000, of course, with the one team that's not making the playoffs in the NFC North by us. What's up, Thomas? Oh, come on. You want yeah, to make bad, me cry? Bad leading. Bad leading. I apologize. I did not mean to get there with you. Oh. I apologize, Thomas. Home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Sorry, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where I, I hear you guys on uh, ESPN 1000. But I'm, I'm with Chris, guys. Uh, I'm not convinced with uh, with the Cowboys yet. Uh, I like Dak. Uh, I think he's, uh, he's the only player I like, I think, uh, from the Cowboys. Uh, don't like the ownership. Uh, but I, you know, just going uh, talking football. I think that uh, it, it's going to be very hard for the Cowboys to go through the San Fran, through the Eagles. And even though Dak looks great, I just don't have that warm and fuzzy feeling that they can uh, win the big uh, or a big game. I mean, I'm still that way uh, until proven, you know, different. So. That's well, can I can I ask you a question? And, uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Will you feel differently sure. if they win next week against Philly? No, okay. still not. Okay. Well, you uh, and thanks for the phone call, Thomas. Will you guys feel differently? Yeah, I'd feel differently. Then. You would project playoff victories if Philly, if Philly is healthy. Like, and that's a big if because this San Francisco Eagles game is going to be a heavyweight fight. But if Philly is healthy going into next week's game against the Cowboys, if Jalen Hurd is right, then yeah, if the Cowboys win that game. That will change how I feel about Dallas's outlook once we get to the postseason because they would have shown me that they can compete and beat the team that's going to be in their way to get to a championship. Yeah, it would be really impressive for me not only to beat a team of that caliber, but as the season went on to improve in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it means more to me if you can grow throughout the season. And but you know, as we're as we're talking through this, guys, if they beat the Eagles, if Dak continues to play this way. Are we sure that we're going to have the intestinal fortitude to pick them in a playoff matchup? Hell no. You know what I'm saying? Hell like, no. Does it really matter? <laughs> because they are the Dallas Cowboys. They do find ways to to stumble in these playoff games. I, I just We're talking through all this, but I know in a couple weeks when it comes down to it, we're going to have to make these picks when the Cowboys are in the playoffs, and we're going to go back to, I don't know, we've seen a lot from Dak, MVP-type caliber season. Oh, they beat the Eagles, we're, but we're going to hedge it in a way because of the history. That's why I think next week is huge. But also, I don't think people are going to change their minds until they actually see it in the playoffs. Because I agree with you. If the Dallas Cowboys hypothetically are hosting the Niners or hosting the Eagles in the playoffs, I still think the masses will pick the Niners or the Eagles, even though they've seen opposite. But it's likely that they won't be hosting either one of those teams. And I guess that's a part of my math, too. Because all of the Cowboys' losses are on the road this year. So it's great shot versus no shot. They're great at home. But they, they haven't necessarily been consistent on the road. And that's the part where it's like, okay, seating and standings actually matter. Now, if Philly loses this weekend, then the door gets a little bit. Oh, no, then it's really open. A little bit more open because yeah. now you, you've got, you know, an opportunity to play the Eagles to a tie in your season series. And then you're hoping that Philadelphia stumbles somewhere else along the way down the stretch where you can potentially grab home field advantage, or at least host a home playoff game. So I think that's all a part of this uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. I would feel differently about this team 
if they had home field advantage. But I will feel differently about it, regardless of what happens with home field, if they beat the Eagles next week. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, your telephone number to jump in on the Dr. Pepper call in line as we're taking your phone calls. Cowboys win last night against the Seahawks. Does not mean anything to you? Is this the big win that you thought they needed? Is Dak now an MVP candidate? Maybe first place in the MVP in your mind? He's not with ESPN Bet's odds. Plus, also coming up, the aforementioned Niners and Eagles game, the NFL game of the weekend. We will discuss but first cc has this from granger for the ones who get it done like dak prescott and the cowboys last night granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call click granger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done have you ridden an electric e-bike yet You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Cowboys big win last night over Seattle 41-35. Come from behind win three different times. They were down in the second half of that game and came back and won. And, of course, that sets them up for a matchup with San Francisco, excuse me, with Philadelphia next week. But uh, Philadelphia has other things to worry about right now as they have the Niners this weekend. And the Niners, with a worse record than the Eagles, the defending NFC champs, are going into Philadelphia coming up on Sunday. And yet... The Niners are favored. The head coach of the Niners, Kyle Shanahan, is not sure why. They're the home team. They've lost one game, but you're the favorites. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I don't really know how that stuff works, so I don't really know why. But it is random. Yeah, it, it does feel odd that they would be favored going into this game this weekend. And Brock Purdy, a lot of people are saying, oh, this is the biggest game of his career, which I don't get. He won a playoff game as a rookie. Like, what are we talking about? This is the biggest game of his career? Biggest regular season game? Okay, well, that I'll give you. Yeah, yeah, biggest regular season game, sure. Not the biggest game, obviously. The playoffs, Agreed. the magnitude, the pressure, it's completely different because that is a true win or go home. But if you're the 49ers, you have championship aspirations, and we've talked a long time about how the window for the 49ers might not be as big as people think it is just because you're concerned with age and health of a lot of their key actors. 
And so, to me, this is why this game is that important. We saw what it looked like in the conference championship game a year ago when the Niners had to go to the link in the playoffs. If you're San Francisco, you would like that game to be out in the Bay Area. And it's not outside of the realm of possibility that the Eagles could stumble a couple of times down the stretch because, after all, that's what we saw last year. They stumbled a little bit down the stretch. Now, as far as the Eagles being the home dog – this is only the seventh time in the Super Bowl era where you've had a double-digit win team with zero or one losses that has been a home dog. With a healthy starting quarterback. With a healthy starting quarterback. It's, it's, it's playing it's, at an MVP level. It's, yeah. it, it's insane. So I, I just I don't buy into this being a field goal game in the 49ers' favor. And think about this. Home field is three points when you start talking about you know Vegas and, and spreads and all of that stuff. What they're saying is on a neutral field, the 49ers are – Six points better than the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry. I refuse to believe that for the team that has the best record in all of football and that can beat you a myriad of different ways. I refuse to believe it as well, but that number's there for a reason. And that's part of the reason why, on the surface, it looks like San Francisco needs this win more than Philadelphia does. But after seeing, like, going back, guys, last night and looking, a lot of their games were close. You know, we keep saying we haven't seen the best version of the Philadelphia Eagles yet. I really think that this shockingly for a 10-1 team and a guy who's playing like an MVP in Jalen Hurts. I think this is a massive, massive statement game for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they need this one more than San Francisco. You know what's interesting that you bring it up, Smalls, because we're talking about the closely contested games. And last year we applied that logic to the Minnesota Vikings and saying, well, you know, they won a lot of one-score games. Mm -hmm. How long can they have that kind of luck? With the Philadelphia Eagles, it feels more like it's a skill in that they can win closely contested games. I'm wondering which one is it for the Eagles? Do we give them the benefit of the doubt and say this is a, 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 a defining quality of this team, understanding how to win closely contested games mm-hmm. versus how much of this happens to be good fortune that they're experiencing? I think that 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 is what's going to be on display this week. If the Eagles win a one-score game against the San Francisco 49ers, I think we have to, to throw that luck nonsense to the window and say, this is just the quality of this team. This is one of their attributes. They know how to compete and win in big games that are going to be closely contested. Absolutely agree. I don't like that we hold it against them that they're winning cl- close games. It actually bothers me. Like, what, what is your job? Your job is to win. Yeah. So they find ways to win. This is not the NBA in-season tournament where point differential matters, right? I mean, it doesn't matter how many points they win by. You have an ability to win. But, Smalls, you said something interesting, that you're looking at this and saying it's a bigger game for the Eagles than it is for the Niners. So then fill in the blank on this one. If the 49ers lose this game... You know, I mean, it will be disappointing if you're a Niners fan because, you know, I hate to use the Dallas Cowboys term. It is certainly a measuring stick game. But I still think that the 49ers, top to bottom, if they're healthy, they know how dominant they are. And they know that this is a team that they're going to have to play to get to the Super Bowl. So I don't think – it's not going to be a crushing loss either way for either team. But I I don't – I wonder here's, – here's the way I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. If San Francisco loses this game, I don't think we're going to view them that differently. Whereas if Philadelphia does, all of a sudden we start to examine the record a little bit more and we start to wonder, okay, are, are some of the stuff that we're seeing, is the carriage going to turn into a pumpkin at some, at some time? Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I think that Philly needs it more than San Francisco because I think if that team loses, we'll view that team a little differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense. I disagree, though. I will say this. If San Francisco loses this game – then all of a sudden I think it's on the board that there could be another team that's competing against the Eagles in the conference championship game. 
Uh, I mean, we've well, looked San Fran at, could drop to the three seed, but, but too. and I guess that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. so much of this, we we've been we've been arguing, we've been debating, we've been talking about this in terms of San Francisco and the Philadelphia Eagles are the best two teams in all of football, not just the NFC in all of football. If they lose to the Philadelphia Eagles, then all of a sudden, I think they fall back to the pack, and they're right there with the Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're right in that group, that tier mm-hmm. in the NFC. Now they might be the top team in that tier, but I think there's a clear line of demarcation when it comes to the power, the pecking order or the power rankings in the NFC. It's Philadelphia draw a line, then everybody else. That's what a loss for the 49ers would mean to me this weekend. I mean, you guys know I've been saying for weeks I think the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl, and I don't feel like I've, that's any kind of bold statement at all. If they lose this week, and then I say that on Monday, it feels like way more of a risk and a bold statement because how many games they're going to lose in the regular season, how deeper or how low are they going to go in the seating in the regular season here, in the postseason, and how many road games are they going to have for me to say, oh, yeah, yeah, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, I don't feel like I'm making any kind of bold statement. I'm just doing it early, maybe. But if they lose this week, yeah, it'll feel a little bit more bold, maybe, than it would have a week or two ago. 888-SAY-ESPN. Telephone number to join in on the conversation by way of the Dots of Pepper call in line. Leotis in Dallas on ESPN2 after the Cowboys get a big win last night over the Seahawks. What's up, Leotis? Hey, how y'all doing? What's going on? Yeah, so, okay, you know, I'm, I'm from Dallas, born and raised Cowboy fan. So, you know, when I first heard uh, Canty talk about he really didn't mean much, I was kind of mad, but I'm like, in reality, he's right because if, if you're Dallas, okay, you beat Seattle, but, you know, if you if you can't beat um, Philly next week, um, like, what, what are you really playing for? You know, you play San Francisco, you got blown out. So, it's like when you're the Cowboys, like he said, we're measuring the Cowboys by – ability to win a championship. So if you can't beat Philly next week and then you you can, you lose, you don't do well against uh, Miami and Buffalo, you got Detroit, it's like it really means nothing. But now for like the MVP race, Dak is, is doing good. He still could be MVP. But if you don't win, <clears throat> you know, a championship, it's like, it's like the season doesn't really mean anything. So, th- it, I mean, it's good to win, but this win – means absolutely nothing. Leotis, so. let, me tell you, let me tell you this, Leotis. If Dak and the Cowboys don't win next week, not only do I think that they're not going to win a championship, but Dak ain't winning an MVP either, though. Like, if you can't beat the MVP frontrunner and Jalen Hurts head-to-head in that matchup, yeah. it, it ain't going to happen for you. Like We talked about it. The last time a, a, a non-division winner won MVP, I think you got to go back to Adrian Peterson in 2012 when he damn near broke the rushing record. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're really that dude and you play the most important position in all the team sports and you want to flex on everybody, then next week is the opportunity to flex in front of the eyes of the football world. Everybody's going to be paying attention to that game because they want to see how Dallas measured up, like you keep saying, so how they measure up mm-hmm. against the, the most dominant team in the National Football League, which is the Eagles. There's one other angle about this as to why you should root for the Niners, CeCe. Why is that? If the Eagles lose... You're still very much alive for the Lions' number one seed argument that you've made. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, you are. You said that. You forgot you said that. We have not made you put a dollar in the bad take chart. Well, because well that's, yeah, we got a lot of seasons. That's left. what I'm saying. We got a lot of seasons. At left. no point did you say the Lions were the best team. You said no. based on everyone's schedule, the Lions could end up with the one seed. So yeah, but, the, but the Lions lost to the Packers on Thanksgiving. Trying to but help I, you but here. I, but, I, but I guess that's not – here's the thing, though. The Lions <laughs> Now losing, that's a good loss. That, that, that's exactly what I was saying because we're expecting that the Packers are going to be a playoff mm-hmm. team. That loss might not be as bad as it looked 
when it happened a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, I mean, it, again, if San Francisco beats Philadelphia, then I think it's wide open. Yeah. And I think anything is possible. Anybody could end up with a number one seed. Any of those four teams, whether it's Detroit, Dallas, Philly, or San Fran. But if the Eagles win on Sunday, I mean, the Eagles have got the number one seed sewed up because they would have come out of this juggernaut, this gauntlet, and relatively unscathed, and they've put yet another game's distance between them and everybody else. So that those are the stakes on Sunday, which is why, to me, I feel like the San Francisco 49ers are in a situation where they need to have this game. They need to have this win more. It's amazing, by the way, just thinking about the retroactive that's not a bad loss that we just brought up here. Yeah. The Broncos – or sorry, the, 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 that's not a bad loss or that bad win, however you want to look at it. The Dolphins win against the Broncos all of a sudden is like an even better win because the Broncos are good. You just brought up the Lions lost to the Packers. How about when – remember when the Jaguars lost to the, the Texans early on? And we're like, oh, my God, what a terrible loss. How yeah. did they lose? Yeah. That's not a bad loss anymore. No. The okay. retroactive, that's a little bit different than it is now. It's kind the, of interesting. The Eagles lost to the Jets. It's still a bad still loss. Bad. That's still, still a bad loss. Bad. There's it's no spinning a, that it's one. still a bad loss. <laughs> Four downs <laughs> coming up on Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. 170! This is Four Downs. First down. Four Downs brought to you by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It's easy to Geico. Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. First down, Smalls. First down. Broncos at Texans. Both teams, guys, are 6-5. and five. Which team do you have more confidence in to make the playoffs? Oh, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. And a big part of why the Denver Broncos have been able to win five in a row is because they've had a tremendous amount of turnover luck over the last four games. They've got 15 takeaways that's tops in the NFL. But what happens when that turnover luck changes? That's the thing I'm concerned about. Conversely, the Houston Texans got a quarterback that's going to sling it all over the yard. And usually when he drops back to pass, good things happen for the Texans. C.J. Stroud, I think, is second in passing yards. And he's second in touchdown to interception ratio. I think he's third when it comes to um, completion percentage above expected. So this dude is out there getting it done. And, and I just have a belief that if all things are equal – the difference is going to be the quarterback, and in this instance, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm giving the edge over the rook uh, over uh, to the rookie instead of Russell Wilson. Well, you know where I'm going on this. Of course, of I'm course. supporting a whole pack of Badgers with Russell Wilson. I mean, they're unbelievable. Listen, both teams are very well coached. 
I, I'm acknowledging that. One team has a coach that's been around forever versus another guy in his rookie season, Amico Ryans. Sean Payton is doing a heck of a job this year. Russell Wilson doesn't make mistakes. He just doesn't. He's not asked to do as much as C.J. Stroud is. I can acknowledge that, but he doesn't make mistakes. 20 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's running the football now more, which I like. He's basically playing the style of football that the Bills should have Josh Allen playing. And, as CC mentioned, their defense forcing turnovers. So, yeah, give me the Denver Broncos. Second down. Houston has a more favorable schedule, by the way. They do. <laughs> Much more favorable. They do. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Texans. All right, second there down. There we go. Second down. Browns at Rams. Could Kevin Stefanski lose his job if the Browns fail to make the playoffs? Absolutely. And I don't care that he's won games with three different starting quarterbacks. When you get to 7-3, and three, we have to recalibrate the expectations for this team. And based on what their remaining schedule was, Kevin Stefanski's got to find a way to be able to get that done. And he's an offensive-minded coach. And for their offense to be the thing that's holding them back – is somewhat of an indictment on him. Now, I don't have any belief in Joe Flacco being the guy. He's going to get the start this weekend against the Rams, so good luck with that one. I'm sure Aaron Donald and that defensive front for, for L.A. is excited about it. But, I mean, yeah, I think it would be on the board if they can't find a way to get to nine or ten wins considering what the last four games of their schedule look like. They've got the Bears on the road against the Texans, home against the Jets, and the Jake Browning-led Cincinnati Bengals. They got to find a way to be able to get to nine or ten wins. And if they don't, I think it'll cost Stefanski his job. I really hope CC is wrong about this one. I don't know Stefanski. It's not like anything like that. But what are we doing? The Cleveland Browns, as an organization, feel like right now there's an ounce of stability. An ounce. Does it feel like that? An ounce. Right? I don't well, what's their quarterback situation? Well, okay, but it feels like there's an ounce of stability. If, now you, that's, if you squint, maybe. Yeah, okay, so squint. Under, I don't know. You, you I'm guys, sorry. Under, you cl- under club light? Under club light squinting? Yeah, I might need glasses. Just because they have a good defense does not mean that they have stability. No, 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 no. The Deshaun Watson situation is murkier Anything than but ever. Stability. Okay, hold on. Stable. Hold on a second. You guys know that, I, that I'm very close with Riz and Hammer and Emmett and Drod and all the hosts at ESPN Cleveland, okay? Every year, it's talking about coaching firings, the draft, a homeless guys suggesting to the owner who you should draft. It's the drama that you don't need and not necessarily the, hey, Miles Garrett is really good at football, and a guy like Chris Canty who knows football inside and out has suggested he should be an MVP candidate. That hasn't been the conversation in Cleveland. So that's the ounce of stability I'm saying. This guy, Stefanski, has won games with P.J. Walker, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and now he has Joe Flacco in 2023. So I understand, CC, you may be right. I hope you're wrong on this Are one. we giving Stefanski credit, or are we giving that credit to Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator? Well, he hired him. Uh, right? Okay. All right. Go, well, then just keep Jim Schwartz and give it to Stefanski and find somebody else to run the offense. So that's basically the Eric Bieniemy move that we thought before the season. Yeah. If Bieniemy's really good, what are you going to do? That yeah. Schwartz is really good. Yeah. I understand what you're saying because Baker. How many head coaches did Baker Mayfield alone have? How many coordinators did he have? I get what you're saying that there's been a lot of churn there in Cleveland, but there is no way you can say this organization has stability when they gave 230 million dollars to Deshaun Watson and you you put your credibility on the line and you got one half of good football which is by the way why I think Stefanski could get fired because you could say he hasn't gotten the best out of Deshaun and it kind of restarts the clock for your poor decision in bringing in Deshaun that's fair but can I can I do it this way then will you give me this I'm listening I'm I'm waiting for you to make the case you have not yet made your case I'm waiting for it 
They have an ounce of stability in comparison to what they used to be. But here's the thing. What the, all the bad feels of what they used to be come back. If you start the season 7-3 and three through your first 10 games and can't find a way to get to nine wins when you got seven more games. All right, you may be right, but I'm still Thank hoping. you. I'm still hoping. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. Still hoping. Third down. Third down. Money Third down. down. Chargers at Patriots. Money down. Is the next. This is not a money game. No. Well, it's, it's the well. money down. For a team that doesn't like to spend money in the L.A. Chargers. Well, will they to get their next head coach? Is the next Chargers head coach coaching in this game, Chargers and Patriots? Yeah, the next head coach is coaching in this game. And by head coach, I mean interim and Kellen Moore because I'm <laughs> expecting that Brandon Staley is going to be fired sometime before Christmas. That, that's what my expectation is. Like with Santa's coming down the chimney, he got a lump of coal for Brandon Staley. Like he's proven that he can do very little with a whole lot. And so, yeah, the next head coach for the Chargers is in this game. It will be Kellen Moore, so not Bill Belichick. Brandon Staley's on the naughty list is what you're oh, saying. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. What do you say? Cosign, retweet, whatever you're saying. Exactly. That thing. Cosign. That thing. By the way, Patriots are winning this weekend. Wow. If the Patriots win this game, how fast are they going to get Brandon Stiller? Are they even going to let him change in the locker room post game? I'm going to tell you something. They'll win, but they have to throw the ball less than 15 times. The Patriots? Yeah. Did you wow. see last night on the promo on Prime for the next week's Thursday night game, Patriots and Steelers? Oh, they, we still ain't flexed that yet? No, they can't. <laughs> that only they can't. They put Belichick as the picture because there's no player they were willing They put Belichick and T.J. Watt because there was no picture oh of a player that they wanted. Oh, my God. Fourth down. Fourth down. Chiefs and Packers, are both of you starting to believe in Jordan Love? Yeah, I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the love right now. I mean, listen, Green Bay has got it rolling right now. Smalls, you talked about it. They've won a couple of games in a row. I think three of the last four. There's a lot of positive momentum about what they're doing. And I really like the skill position core that Jordan Love has to, has to work with. I mean, he's got Jaden Reed. He's got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and A.J. Dillon in the backfield. We'll see what happens with the Aaron Jones of it all. But they've got a good core tight ends, too. The offensive line seems to have settled. I like what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball, and their defense is very, very disruptive. Think back to the Thanksgiving Day game. They were able to generate all of those turnovers from strip sacks on Jared Goff. If that defense can continue to create field position and extra possessions, this offense has shown that they'll take advantage of it. So I am feeling the love when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. Sitting here today, I expect them to be in the playoffs. I think that I'm going to reiterate what I said on ESPN Wisconsin yesterday to Will Diantalish. The narrative around the Packers will change this offseason if they make the playoffs. They'll be the hot young team in the NFL because mm. it's young players every position on offense. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.